Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire Riordanverse. What's up guys? Welcome back to episode 21, I Snowboard with Lamborghini Rocket Ship. Holy shit, we have to episode 21 already. Uh, yes we are. My god, I don't keep track. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are up to episode 21. We are tackling chapters 10 to 12 of The Titans Curse today. So, um, what do we think about these three chapters, Joe? I Let's thought they were very see. short. Well, yeah. Like, compared to some of the other chapters we've had, like, we either, they weren't that juicy. No. Could have been much... Ju- this may be a short episode. There's... I mean, I've got some things to talk about, but it's... Yeah. In terms of, you know, it's just a lot of action. This whole book is action because they're like, Gotta save Adamus! Gotta save Adamus! Yeah, literally. Holy fuck! And they're just being chased. Like, the other times they're running towards the danger, this time they're both running towards it and being chased at the same time. Yeah. So it's like... Danger on all fronts ah! kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Kind of situation. They're like extra on edge. <laughs> if I was any more on edge, I'd be Barno. It almost works. <laughs> That's an Andy Samberg quote. So yeah, I mean, I thought these chapters were very short, and I thought that the, I mean, Percy's very smart in these three chapters. Like he's really oh carrying. Oh my god, he's got big boy brains. He's on. carrying this book on his shoulders, <laughs> but not intended. <laughs> <laughs> but compared to like he's, he's the only one using his well because Annabeth's not there so he's got the brain cell oh my goodness oh it took a special they're no longer sharing yeah she left it behind and was like use this to come get me <laughs> <laughs> she threw it at him and she was falling off the cliff <laughs> oh my god take your brain cell cherish it <laughs> nurture it bring it back so I can have it oh, like yeah. I'll leave you to look after it for the minute Sorry, I can even barely concentrate right now because all I've got in my head is Wiener Soldier! <laughs> because that episode of Falcon Wiener Soldier was honestly. No, it's the guys over the road who were cutting all those branches down today. They're putting them through a chipper. Uh, we are trying something new with this episode today. We are not going to do a recap at all. Because <gasps> we've come to the conclusion, aka Kate has, because Kate carries <laughs> the show and I just sit here. I just It's a lot of editing and when I'm editing I feel like I, because it's a lot of information repeating, yeah. I'm like oh, maybe we should just trial. You we'll try one episode. Yourself. You repeat <laughs> yourself. <laughs> we'll try one episode where we don't do recaps and then I'll see how I feel when we're yeah. when I'm say when we yeah when i'm can't run the show i'm basically just a meat puppet i just sit here and talk (laughs) you're a meat puppet (laughs) i just cut their strings (laughs) good old agatha so yeah well do let's jump straight into chapter 10 then i break a few rocket ships so my boy we're we're literally straight off like we had such a good ending oh the the cliffhanger was peak it was because it was like and I ran for my life (laughs) literally I do have a question when he was running for his life did he have the cap on at that point yeah but because they could smell him I can smell you or did did he take it okay because I knew that he had the cap on joke I can can smell smell you (laughs) I knew that he had the cap on when they were sniffing him out and then because Luke couldn't see him yeah he just like knew it was Percy yeah he just like assumed it was and he, he was, was like it has point. to be Percy Jackson whatever makes sense yes maybe, but then maybe he saw well he like ripped the guys the guys the soldiers like ripped his shirt and that's how they like are following him because they're smelling his shirt yeah. maybe he saw the orange camp half blood he's wearing a coat 
okay. It's winter. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so, but my question <laughs> is, he seems to suddenly have lost the hat, and he's not wearing it anymore when he runs into the Smithsonian, because... He says he took it off when he's running. Oh, did he take it off? Yeah. I must have missed that, because... He, he ripped off... I literally had a note line. that was like, he ran into Talia. The second line is like, I ripped off my hat, and of course it like scratched oh, yeah, me the wrong way, because I was like, it's not your hat! Wow, I love when I try to make like a insightful, like, a, oh my god, this is something Rick missed, and it's just actually something that Kate missed. Because <laughs> okay. I was thinking like, if he's, when did he take off the cap? Because it's it'd be way funnier if he was invisible and ran into Talia, like yeah. way funnier yeah. for Talia to just be pushed over by an invisible force, and, and just be, be like, like, what the what fuck the is fuck? happening? Yeah. No, no, yeah, he took it off. Whip it out, whip it out. So yeah, <laughs> Sorry, that's what my brain thought of. <laughs> but he does run straight into Talia, and then Grover is like into straight surprise, and Zoe is pissed off straight away. She's like immensely frustrated that Percy has followed them, but it's also like, hey, you're supposed to have five people on your quest. You shouldn't even be that surprised yeah. or mad. Like it's almost like it was fate. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> it's not just Percy being. Super intrusive? No. No, just stalkerish. Just show pony. He's like, I have to be there. <laughs> so he runs straight into Talia and then he, you know, proceeds to tell everyone what's going on, even though Zoe can barely talk because she's so flustered and she's like, oh my god, why are you here? And she's then like, oh my god, a penis! <laughs> like, Shut up, we don't have time. Luke's here. And Talia immediately is like, where? Where is he? And I'm like, you are not allowed to be searching for him with this kind of attitude right now exactly. when you know exactly what I got he's some, doing. got some comments, though, on the Luke and Talia stuff, but that's for the next chapter. Anyway. So, yeah, he's literally telling them about the museum and jo- Zoe, no, I say Joey. What's up? <laughs> Zoe is like, you have to be lying. The general's not here. Atlas is not here. <laughs> He's like, where and the Percy's fuck like, would I lie? I've got two fucking eyes and they fucking work, bitch. I'm <laughs> gonna tell you what I fucking saw. Like, also, come on. He was like, also, why would I exaggerate how much danger we're in? We're in a lot of fucking danger. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he and didn't say like, it like that, guys. But is he here? And I'm like, I get it, because he was the general for the Titan Army, so like, yes, fairly formidable villain and enemy, yeah. and also has a grudge against Zoe for reasons that <laughs> we know. But, like, it's but just... Percy doesn't know yet. Anyway. But not even that. It's just Percy going, why would I lie? What, what would I get yeah. out of lying? She's like, why no, would I you're lie? alive. She's like... But it's just Fuck. Zoe's immense hate of all men it's, Yeah, it's just her gut reaction. She's like, you have to be lying. I can't deal with the truth yeah. coming out of your mouth. Why is your cheats a liar? such a big disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> What's the third line? Something, something, They something. won't tell you anything to get to second baseball. Baseball, he thinks he's going to score. If you then go all the way, then you are a horror to study smile, whereas geologist studies rocks. <laughs> I forget the rest. Uh, <laughs> is that from the hot girl? <laughs> yes. My God. I can rub Schneider so good. <laughs> but seriously, well, that's her experience with boys slash men. She's like, they're cheats and liars! Yeah. Can't and so it. she's convinced that it was an illusion and Percy's just straight up, illusions don't crack marble floors, Zoe. <laughs> and she's like, mm, okay. But then they don't really have much time to argue about it because oh my god, guess what appears? The Demian lion. So cute. What? And this he's is like, something... like, <laughs> Percy notes in this chapter that he has <sighs> seen the Demian lion before. And this yeah. is what I was going to bring up because I noted this in The Lighting Thief and you didn't clock it. No. Yeah. 
when they were on the train. Yeah, you were like, I'll tell you later. Yeah, I was. I, was like, like, I literally said, I'll tell you when we get to Titan's Curse. And it's right. going to be in line. He's just been running around America with nothing to do. <laughs> uh, which is how they rank quite <laughs> disturbing, knowing his history, because that. What does he do again? I can't remember. So the Nemean line was Hercules' first task. Yeah, like, I knew for that. his first labor, and so it was basically a huge man-eating lion in <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah in Nemea, and. He, the lion used to kidnap women from Nemea and keep them in its lair so that it would lure all of their husbands and warriors and men to the lair so he could eat them all and then he'd eat all the women once they'd served their purpose. That's a really smart lion. Yeah. So <laughs> basically the lion itself has invulnerable skin, which we already know. It's like bulletproof, whatever else. Yeah, invulnerable fur and is what they said anyway. Yeah. So wherever he's hairy, he's safe. <laughs> it, well, it's hide. So, like, its whole skin right. is impervious to weapons. And its claws can cut through armour, basically. It's massive. <laughs> so, uh, Hercules basically set out to... Well, first of all, the Nemean lion was, like, Hera's lion. And so, <laughs> Eurystheus, who was the king who gave all the labours to Hercules in the first place, basically gave him what he thought was going to be the hardest task first, because he was like... Hera's never going to let this boy or this man get past her lion and kill her sacred lion, so she's going to kill him before he gets the chance to kill the lion. Yeah. That was Eurystheus' bet. Yeah, yeah. He lost that bet. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Hera did not come through for him. <laughs> he, was <laughs> he was like, ah, like, oh, shit. He was like, ah. <laughs> so, the thing is, this actually, the story of the mean lion has to do with Chiron as well. It's uh, kind of fun. Wait, no, that's the other... Nope, that's something else. <laughs> never mind. I've got it in my head. I'm worth thinking about another thing but don't worry we will come back Chiron does play into one of the things that I'm going to talk about today okay basically Hercules didn't know that the Nemean lion was sacred no 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 he didn't know it was oh. invulnerable he just thought oh. it was a lion that was killing people he, he was, was like, like, gonna he's be like easy. god these guys are lazy yeah he was like these guys fucking shit at their jobs so he, <laughs> he set out to go and kill the lion obviously and then as he got close to Nemea he set up he like shacked up with this guy named Molochus and Molochus was really poor and didn't have anything to offer him offer Hercules in return so Every he name. said Molochus. to yeah he said to Hercules look if you slay the lion then I'll sacrifice it to Zeus but if the lion slays you then I'll make a sacrifice to you in your honor and Hercules was like okay give me 30 days though like, give me 30 days to carry out this before you make any sacrifice to anything. <laughs> like, and don't Marcus kill me! Like, no, no, he wasn't going to kill Hercules. Right. He was going to sacrifice something in honour of Hercules. Yeah. So he was like, give me 30 days. That way I've got, like, you know, a good fallback kind of... I've got a, a waiting period <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. So then he, you know, went over, made his way to Namiya and was like, this is, like, prime land. Why isn't anyone farming this land? And it's because the lion killed everyone. <laughs> Either that or they all... Once they noticed the lion was munch, 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 munch. Yeah. He was like, well, everyone in Amir was like, well, if the lion's going to kill everyone, I'm fucking moving. I'm not staying here. So then he eventually found the lion in its cave and, you know, released his bow and arrows on it, like, volleying against it, whatever. Realised pretty quickly that that wasn't going to work. <laughs> so went, oh, bugger. Instead, he decided to use his club, which is the main weapon that he's always depicted with. Yeah. Decided to use his Makes club. Makes him look like a savage, but sure. And even though he knew it wouldn't make any damage 
on the line, like, physically. Yeah. He, like, blocked off... There were two entrances to the cave, and he blocked off one entrance and then cornered the lion so that it couldn't get away out the other entrance. And then he basically decided that he was going to wrestle the lion and then put it in a chokehold until he killed it. So he was, like, out of the way of its claws so it couldn't, like, get at him and he wasn't, like, going through the pelt, so he's still, like, you know... Yeah. Outsmarted it kind of thing. Different to how Percy approached the situation, but <laughs> no. still, you know, got there. And then once it died, he was like, well, I want, like, some kind of spoil from this, obviously, and the coat is, you know, its, it's whole hide is basically in, weapon-proof. Yeah, it's invulnerable. So I want that. But then he was like, how the fuck am I going to get it off the line when my weapons won't cut it off his skin? And so... He got a message from Athena because she was like impressed with his strategy or whatever. Yeah. And so she basically sent him a thought message, I guess, and was like, use its claws. It can cut its own self with its claws. And Hercules was like, okay. So he used the lion's claws to cut itself, skin right. off, to skin itself, and then he wore the skin. Yeah. And God, then he went back that's to. That's a real slap in the face for the lion. Yeah. So then he carried the skinless lion back to. Um, Molochus. How long and, did it take him? For 30 days? Yeah. He he got back to Molochus on the on the 30th day, and then Molochus uh, and Hercules made a sacrifice to Zeus, and then Hercules took the lion back to Eurystheus, but basically, by that point, Eurystheus was so terrified of Hercules because he didn't think that this man would kill this unkillable lion, that he didn't even let him into the gates of Eurystheus' city. He basically was just like, uh, how about you go do this next quest and then maybe I'll talk to you after that. (laughs) And so he just kept sending him away and then never actually got against him face to face again for like quite a few years after that. He just kind of sent him messages through other people and whatever to make him keep doing labors. (laughs) So then he would never have to, yeah, would never have to talk to him again, which is, which is funny. Why did he get the labors in the first place? I always forget. Who did he offend? Who did he kill? Who did he marry? I mean, it's always one of the three. You've killed someone, married someone, or offended somebody. Those are always the reasons. (laughs) Oh, sorry, not married. Like, maybe married or slept with. You were romantically involved. Either romantically involved, committed a murder or a crime of some kind, or you said some horrible stuff, and now the gods are like... So they were like, alright, you need to be punished. Oh no, it wasn't because he killed a cow, it was because he killed his wife and children. There you go. Yeah. And then Murder he of to... his loved ones. Yeah. And then so. Why did he kill them? Rage Cage? No, she made. Hera made uh, Hercules lose his mind, and then. Oh. He killed him after that. Oh. So he did something to slight Hera. Can't remember what it was. But yeah, so he killed his wife and children after that, and then he awakened from his temporary insanity and prayed to Apollo for what he'd done and then Apollo was like, go see King Eurystheus, he'll give you some shit to do. And he was like, okay. Good. Yeah, so that's pretty much how that happened. So, Percy doesn't use any of those tactics Mm-mm. at all when he's... But he still uses his big boy brain. He still uses his big, his big brain and he picks up on things before even Zoe, who, a hun- who has been a hunter for thousands of years, Yeah, he... Surely she has heard the story. Like, Talia knows that it's the Nemean line. She's like, dude, um, hello, the person you were involved with killed this fucking lion. You should know. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, surely. <laughs> Zoe knows how the Nemean lion died. Talia knows what the Nemean lion is because she clocks it straight away. And then Percy's just the only one using his actual brain. Bianca can't be trusted. She's, well, not trusted, but like, 
can't relied be, on. Yeah, trusted to know this. Yeah. She's just a child. She just joined. <laughs> Literally so, four days ago. So then we get our good, you know, scene of, you know, get, get some good action. And Percy can sort of tell which way the line's going to go because he's watched enough alley cat fights in New York <laughs> to know, you know, which cat's going to pounce which way and when to duck, when it's going to, like, if it's legs tensing, when it, even though it looks scared that it's going to, you know, go for that. Yeah. So he... Sorry, I'm just imagining him in his spare time looking out the window and just watching cats fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's he's, funny. you know, he's got a little bit more insight into that side of fighting this lion when he realises that nothing's going to work, you know, trying to pierce its skin or get mm. it, because he, he's, he's even like... Riptide doesn't work, and Riptide works against everything. It's supposed to be like, ah! the monster killer. This is a monster. Why won't it kill him? You know? And then he realizes that oh, he's just hurt emotionally. He's like, the outside of his skin is fairly impenetrable, but what about the inside? Yeah. You know? Inside looks pink and juicy. Yeah, he literally, and then this is, I mean, I like this scene, and I like the way that he goes against the Nemean line and kills the Nemean line because it just makes me think of uh, Hiccup and Toothless in the very first. How to Train Your Dragon, blasting into the yeah the, the little big, the mama ter- dragons. No, no, the mama dragon. Oh, that one. Well, yes, obviously blasting into the inside of that terrible type, terror. Yeah, the terror leads into the yeah. final bit because he's not using so all the fireproof he on the inside, are you? Yeah. So Percy's using the same sort of. Oh well, some of it has to be penetrable. He's like, like you've surely, got to get somewhere because he knows that he can't wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be able to wrestle in a man line, and uh, Zoe's not going to let him get away with that kind of victory. (laughs) Yes, no, but I had a note that it was like, Zoe's grudging respect for the spoil, like that, Percy, that was a weird tactic, and he was like, it worked, didn't it? And she's like, yeah. "Yeah." So he uses all the the space food that he knows no one wants to eat, which, it must fly off the shelves, because there would be enough interested kids like Percy to go, oh, I wonder what space food tastes like. <laughs> and then be like, flour. <laughs> it tastes like flour, guys. It's not tasty. It tastes like dirt. Doesn't taste, tastes like paste. Eat some glue. Yeah. Maybe but it's he- improved since then. Because whenever I think, you know, space food, I think of uh, Spy Kids when they put the mattress <laughs> in the microwave <laughs> and just like created a mattress meal. That was perfection. Oh, that, that was great TV. I had such high hopes for the future. <laughs> <laughs> when that happens. Oh, but also, like, you know, Back to the Future 2, where they put the pizza in the oven, and then it turns yeah. into this massive... Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, they really let us down. That should have happened by now. That was supposed to be... Back to the Future 2 is 2015. Come on. God. It should have happened by now. We're six years late, people. <laughs> six years fucking late. Anyway. I want my easy, microwavable, massive <laughs> pizza that's gonna give me the same nutritional value as a Domino's <laughs> but it's ready in two minutes. <laughs> I don't have to wait for it to be delivered to me. Anyway. Where is this innovation, people? <laughs> Come on. We're wasting our time <sighs> trying to cure. Where is my Flint Lockwood to make a <laughs> device that goes up into the sky and makes it rain spaghetti? Where is he? <laughs> he makes it rain cheeseburgers. Oh my god, I would love that. Seriously. The ice cream houses? Oh, that movie just makes me so hungry. <laughs> the second movie's good. The second movie's fun. There's a link in the boat. <laughs> but the first movie just makes me hungry. The second movie, not so much because they're all alive. <laughs> but the second movie, the first movie, definitely. I like how they like they're like uh, they're uh, was it Ella Melons? <laughs> they were like elephants. <laughs> yeah. Ella Melon. I was like, ah, oh, it's so cute. I like the cheese spider. <laughs> cheese and the and the taco dial. <laughs> 
The taco dial <laughs> supreme was amazing. It just loves its babies. It's so cutie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and the pickles, because they love his dad. <laughs> that shit was funny. Oh my god, these movies are so good. <laughs> the way that they eat sardines are hilarious. I know, no, no. Oh my god. So yes, he feeds I want it done! He feeds them space food, though. And he literally, the way he says it, though, when he's feeding it space food, he goes, I threw a uh, an ice cream sandwich into his jaw, and I'm like, but how did it... Because in my brain, I'm going, it has to be microwave to turn it into an ice cream sandwich. It turn it into that shape. So it doesn't come out of the bag looking like an ice cream sandwich. Like, what are you throwing in its mouth? Just ice cream sandwich flavoured goo? Like, what's going on? Anyway. But um, just after they defeat the Nemean Lion, Zoe says, you take the coat. Yes. The spoiler war. You take it. And Percy... She was, like, shocked that Percy didn't immediately grab it and claim it as his, where he was like, well, it was a team effort. Yeah, he's like, I'm not even supposed to be on this quest. And he was like, you actually shot it. She was like, it was your strategy. He was like, it's yeah. a team effort, dude. Yeah. Anyway, so I just sort of She's was She's really like, giving the trophy to the dummy half instead of the one who just scored the try, you know? Yeah. Well, I just thought it was a nice, a nice moment where it was like, oh, Zoe's not quite the bitch that everybody thinks she is. Be like, Either that or she's just watching in horror as her, you know, as her past turns into her yeah, present. Like, she's, like, she's just, I she's facilitating it happening, literally. She's facilitating this happening, him turning into Hercules for this book. Yeah, so. and she's like, holy fucking yeah. shit. Anyway. I did write a note that, I, I guess I'm just, like, really excited and, like, optimistically hopeful for the TV show because all of my notes are like, this would look so sick. Oh my god, this is going to be so cool. And I already know that they're not going to include half the stuff that we want them to in so any way. And who even knows if they'll make it to season three? Like, if they'll make it. I know that they're. We'd be so sad they don't. Season three. Well, I know that they're already kind of greenlit for five seasons. Like, we've been told that, but, you know, that well, that's could always. Like we were told there's going to be five How to Train Your Dragon movies. Or was it? Not How to Train Your Dragon. I meant Fantastic Beasts. Oh, they probably are still going to be. She, she'll just make them. She's taking forever. Yeah, but is that surprising? We're in a pandemic, Joe. So? That means she's got all the time in the world to write. <laughs> to perfect, to try and fix the mess she made with Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, but with, like, any big fight anyway. scene like this, I'm like, oh, just the slow-mo in places could be cool, and, like, yeah. the way that you orchestrate it, and, like, the way that you actually <laughs> manoeuvre the fight scenes and <laughs> choreograph it would be so cool. My brain just thought of, because when she calls out, she's like, this is no time for a break when he's running into the gift shop. I'm just imagining that angle of him being, like, just sprinting in the wrong direction, and everybody yeah. being like, what the fuck? <laughs> I also, like, I don't... How, what size do you picture this line to be when it bolts into... Like, do you picture it, like, tiger-sized or, like, actual line-sized or, like... No, you... I picture it the size of a bus. See, I, I want it to be, like, even bigger. Even better. I want, even, it to, I want it to be even better. I want it to be, like... Like the size of a jet plane? No, like, bigger. Fucking bigger we're talking about. Like, it's you know, house, this no, house, no, you know, as big as this house. You know, um, Fenrir in Ragnarok... That's it. Hella's, Hella's wolf dog thing. Yeah. I want it to be that size. Because how sick would it be? Four little tiny, you know, or five if you include Grover. <laughs> four <laughs> little tiny Grover heroes taking down this food. one giant beast with an ice cream sandwich. Just fucking funny. And then, like, by the time you then have yeah, to, like, Yeah, because he doesn't open his coat. mouth. And yeah. so they're like, he's like, they would choke him to be like, <laughs> there's an ice cream sandwich. But then to, like, you know, for it to shrink into the side, the coat to shrink into the size that Percy can wear it, which pimp daddy coat, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah. By the time it turns into that coat, like, Real that's just that. Oh, <laughs> that's my God! 
fucking fantastic show. Oh, bitch, if you're not on Family Little Soldier, TikTok, or anything, if you're oh. not watching the show, what have you been doing since March? What My is going God, on? It's so good. You just, you can't not. And of course, since Kate, like, this is, goes for both Kate and myself, since we started watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all of my social media, <laughs> everything, <laughs> like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and it's all mad. him. It's all Sebastian Stan and Anthony Maggie, and I'm like, I am not mad yes. at all. <laughs> It's Mine used to be all Draco, and then it was all Twilight for a while, <laughs> and then it was all fucking what's that uh, show with the little guys in the space suits? No, not show the video game guys in the space suits with like the one little ice cream. I have no and idea. And it's like a game of mafia. Everybody talks about it all the time, and I'm like, I don't know I how it no ended up being my for you page, but that was my for you page for like two weeks, and I'm I didn't not like a game of those videos. And I was like, I don't know oh, what's happening. It didn't flood my for you page. It but it flooded there, mine. There would be stuff that came up in mine. I'd be like, I don't get it because I'm not in this fandom. So. No, like I didn't Sorry. like any of them. And I just kept pressing, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I'm not interested in this. And it was like, I'm we're going to show you more. Go. And I was like, fucking hell, I don't want this. And so then after that, it was... I basically just got Marvel. I mean, Marvel has always been filtered into my yeah. TikTok. Like, it never left. Yeah. But now it's just flooded with, with sex. Well, and then mine was book talk for a while. I and then it turned into then it turned into uh mine's like what do you call it? Mine's like um seventy five percent Sebastian Stan and Marvel, like that kind of stuff. And yeah. then the rest of it, like the other twenty five is memes and it's you know, book talk <laughs> and it's dancing and it's anime stuff and I'm like, okay. <laughs> mine into, mine turned into driver's license TikTok for a while, like all the drama oh, for a while. Oh, and I was I like I was in with it for like a week and then I, mean, I was like, I'm over it. Sorry, right now I'm flooded with Prince Charles. Stop <laughs> 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 Prince Philip. Philip, I mean not Charles. Oh, poor guy did. <laughs> I don't think it's poor guy. I I think, it's I think it's poor guy. Imagine not being able to say when you got up to wherever after you died, being like, yeah, it was a month off from being 100. I couldn't <laughs> make it. Like, I could have got a letter from my wife. I mean, almost. That's what I'm saying poor guy at, because like that kind of disappointment for yourself is no, like, oh, I shame. Think, the I shame think, you would feel. I think, thank God. One, he, <laughs> oh, literally that picture of him in the car. He stopped. Like a full-on He zombie. like stopped living a good... <laughs> Six years ago. Six years ago was when he stopped stopped living. living. 20 minutes ago. (laughs) He, like, stopped living six years ago. So, you know, thank God he's finally put out of his misery and hopefully sent to a better place. Literally. I did find the video of, like, the queen crying at his funeral. I was like... His funeral hasn't happened yet. Ah, well, she cried. It's probably just her crying at the announcement of it. And I'm like, Paul is, like... Yeah, like... Hope you make it to 100 because... Yeah. Then, then you, you can, can write yourself a letter. <laughs> just write in your journal. So I turned 100 today. Lots of money. <laughs> and a certificate. <laughs> oh, rip. Anyway, okay, so. <laughs> when Percy's lobbying shit into its mouth. Yes. He says, Fortunately, I'd always been a pretty good pitcher, even though baseball wasn't my game. And I just thought... My brain just went, of course you are. Well, I just thought, man, this is a real, real shame. We don't see Percy with another weapon besides... Because a bat. No, with a, a pitcher. A pitcher's different to a batter, Joe. I know, but baseball's a game and they have bats. Imagine him with a bat. <laughs> he's a good pitcher. Imagine him okay, throwing which a means bat. means he has good accuracy. Okay. Throwing knives. Mm-hmm. Throwing knives, Joe. Yeah. Let the boy have throwing knives. My personal weakness as 
watching anything in any fight scene, if you're a character who can do really well with throwing knives, bitch, I'm right there. <coughs> throwing knives, and also, well, I was thinking more of James Herondale, but, you know, you haven't read this. Oh books my yet, god. So you're not there yet. But also, Double really? Swords, Edmund. Yes, King Edmund. Edmund King Edmund, double my swords. guy. Dual swords and throwing knives, bitch, that is my jam. Uh, that, that is my fucking jam. Double-bladed axe for me. I always think that's cool. <sighs> See, not as cool Not as cool to me, because I'm like... Excuse me, Astrid. Like, <laughs> I know, but like, it's just... She's not my vibe. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally with you with Edmund. Ooh. <laughs> King Edmund to you. It's Edmund's still his name. <laughs> this is very true. So yeah, that was just Sorry, Prince what Edmund. I was thinking. It's, and then... it's King, actually. I'm sorry, what? It's it's King Edmund? <laughs> but yeah, so then... He's ready for the Shadow and Bone series. It's going to have Prince Caspian in it. <laughs> so if we get back to the book, sorry. as we were talking about before, just Percy gets the pelt. He gets a new Pimp Daddy coat. He's literally looking like he robbed a strip store. <laughs> <Pimp Daddy. laughs> he's literally Macklemore in this scene. I he's love like, it. I'm gonna pop some tears. <laughs> that's the coat that I imagine. The coat that he's wearing in that music video, that's the one that I imagine. Oh, I saw Zemo's. Right I was like, it's Zemo's coat. <laughs> Him and his sugar baby. Sugar Daddy Zemo. Oh my god! Does that I make, can't do it. Does that make you like, like Talia, Zoe, and Bianca and Grover his sugar babies? <laughs> I mean, like, it kind of maybe. Well, he does get all the good faith from Apollo and Ares and Aphrodite in, like, the, that's going to be the next episode, but Apollo's this episode. So he does get all the good faith from them. So, like, I, I guess he's got the most faith with the gods at the moment. Mm. Or, like, the gods are trying to get him to do the most work. Mm. Or he's, you know, being used by them the most. So, you know, that could work, I guess. It could work. Him strutting around. <laughs> and also, when he was like, man, I was really cold. Thank God I had my new coat. But here is everybody else shivering around me. <laughs> I was like, it's a magical coat. Surely you couldn't expand it back into the fur coat and wrap everyone in <laughs> But no. Yeah, it was being on and just watching them all, like, thinking them all, like, huddled. <laughs> Group hug. Now walk. Left, right, left, right. <laughs> Yeah, forget about cooties. Let's just walk. So yeah, and the chapter ends on Zoe grimly letting Percy come into the Hercules image, which is a good... I mean, not good, but like it's definitely a development for her yeah. to watch this happen. Also, just in general, she letting... She was like, begrudgingly admits, Percy, you're part of the gang. You're part of the prophecy. <laughs> let's, 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 let's get going. All right. Leslie. Let's get going. He said, Leslie, let's get going. I was like, who plays Leslie? You don't have a We should name it Leslie. So, let's jump straight into chapter 11, Grover gets a Lamborghini. Yes. This one is short. Yeah. And it's, there's barely any action in this either. But yeah, I have I mean, like, there's a little bit. (laughs) There's a little bit of action because, I mean, they're escaping from, you know, our good old zombies, but... Other than that, there's yeah. not a whole heap going on. It's just no. them. It's just Rick filling the time and going. They actually are moving across the country because mm. that's where they need to be going. He's going back to his classic road trip techniques. But when it's in He's that road trip technique, yeah, it means yeah. that you have to put in these extra bits that are like, we travelled for this long, and oh my goodness, then we got onto this next bit of vehicular transportation. And this is why, and we you know, not This is how long it took us, and oh my goodness, the deadline's coming, so it's going to take us even longer, and it's uncertain because we don't have any, you know, good faith or any actual 
transport across we have to try and make our own way and yeah so super stressful for that's what kids. this whole chapter is about and because this whole chapter is about that we just get a lot of actual like inward thoughts from Percy and conversations about pasts and that kind of thing so it's a lot of exposition in this chapter and a lot of background information and not a whole lot of moving forward it's more explaining things that have already happened that we just yeah. haven't had explained yet which, not super interesting for us, because we've read it before, yeah. but first-time readers... First-time readers, this you're, is finally, you're finally yeah. understanding yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. motivation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my first tag here is um, just as they're talking... Yeah, so they're being chased by a helicopter, and they're like, oh, why is the government not helping us? And Zoe was like, mercenaries, you know, like, they think... Yeah. Like, he was like, how did they get mortals to... How did the general get mortals to follow him? And then Zoe's like, distastefully, he's like, mercenaries, where they'll follow anyone for a price. And it's just, I had a tag here because I was like, what a horribly accurate depiction of human civilization where it was like yeah pretty much it was like I don't know how much they see through the mist but I doubt it would matter to them if they knew the truth sometimes mortals can be more horrible than monsters and I was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that hurts because there is that inherent uh she's like I've been watching for thousands of years <laughs> well there's that conception that you know monsters or animals don't have the same intelligence and cognition as mm. humans obviously yeah. so we've got more logic and more reasoning to put two and yeah. two together hence we have a better capability for Defeated. evil and for that yeah. kind of thing whereas a monster's just either good or bad yeah. it has good motivations or bad motivations whereas a person has good motivations or bad motivations for xxxxx reasons yeah. and those reasons are fueled by these things that have happened to them or things things that haven't happened to them <laughs> like just yeah so, just, of course mortals can be worse than monsters. Yeah, but I just... That statement was just sort of like... Because mm. the first time I read it, I didn't... It blew straight over your Yeah, head I was... ten. <laughs> I was just skimming. Because, you know, wanting to get to the next battle. Wanting to get to the next action portion, yeah. yes. So, I Obviously. just thought it was, was like... Uh, at least they're pointing it out. And they're like... I mean, you always find that yeah. in these books that they're making... If not blaringly obvious, subtle, you know, indications that it's like, hello, we're horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're horrible people. Human civilization is bad for like, everything ever. <laughs> because we're all going to be dead by 2050. <laughs> we're, like, <laughs> we're not making any better than that. Literally. Sorry, guys. World's so, going to explode. as they're escaping, Bianca, you know, because they have to ditch the van, Bianca says would go through the subway, the new subway, that one, the one that wasn't there before. Like, she's going on about all this yeah, and all the group's like... The group is like, what do you mean the new subway? Yeah. You're only 12 and you lived here how long ago? I refuse to believe that the DC subway system is less than 12 years old. Yeah, I so hate that they more, do get to explain that. Yeah, a little bit more insight like, into uh, why Bianca is, you know, yeah, they, not remembering things. It's especially frustrating because... It's such a good way to drop hints. Like, like he that's... Rick likes doing that. He likes dropping little hints and letting letting us put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. But that frustrates me But it personally. is frustrating, especially when you think about Bianca's arc in general. Because... Yeah. He dies, we know. Well, but it's in, like, two chapters' time. Oh, really? Yeah. 
She has three, like no time. Possibly enough. three chapters time. So she She doesn't have enough. She doesn't get the time to realise what's going on, and so we as the readers have to wait until Nico knows, which yeah. is just fucking frustrating. Yeah. For us. Reading it rereading it now, guys. She actually <clears throat> never realised that she was stuck in that hotel. Um I think Percy realizes before she does. Yeah. Because he puts things together that she <laughs> said. She, yeah, when he asks her like personal questions, she's like, Yeah, yeah, we travelled with this lawyer, dropped us off at yeah. you know, a hotel, we stayed there for a couple weeks and then different lawyer came and picked us up and Percy was like stayed in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. But because even Zoe is confused about Yankers being elusive with this information. So I want to go back on what I said a few episodes ago where I was like, Zoe has to know of Bianca, who Bianca is. Right, that yeah, past. yeah, I still think that Zoe can sense a little bit that she's a big three kid. Oh, yeah. 100% She still can sense that. her power level. 100% she's still like, think that, but she's maybe got she no doesn't, clue. Maybe she doesn't think she's a big three, but she's like, you, because you know how Meg yeah. is not a big three, yeah. but she was like super powerful, and so... Yeah. So we can just sense she's super she's powerful super for powerful. different reasons, which you'll find out when you read the Apollo series. Will I read the Apollo series? Oh, that's another thing. One of the huge things about the Apollo series is that Rick tries to put into it that the villains of the Apollo series have been around since the Lightning Thief. That annoys the shit out of and me. And so it's the like, thing that no. you were talking about just before with having mercenaries involved and people who would do anything for money, when you get to the Apollo series, Rick tries to allude that the Triumvirate, who are the ones who are the villains, are the mercenaries. That they've been fueling the Titans' war and then the gods, the uh, Giants' war. That they've been... Been driving it. Yeah, basically. And they've been they've paying been the for everything. <laughs> and they've been, you know, orchestrating everything until the opportune moment. He tries to make that happen like that. Yeah, I got that. That makes no sense book, to me. And I was like... It makes absolutely no sense to me that the gods didn't know what was happening and, like, this didn't know what was happening and these people didn't know what was happening. It just... It's a. Ter- I think it's a, just a terrible way to try and introduce information that you had no yeah. intention of introducing in this first series. Because 100% Rick did not have any clue of an idea for an Apollo series after, like, as he was writing Percy Jackson. He didn't even know he was going to do the Heroes of Olympus series, which is evident when you read the Heroes of Olympus series. Mm. It is shit! Compared, like, just the plan- I still if, love reading it, though. If That's he had problem. the amount of planning and the amount of, you know, just the trying to tie books. everything in the same way that everything is so symbolic and everything is so important. Literally every word is golden in the Percy Jackson series. If he applied that same kind of attention to detail for the Hero Simpies... Simpies? Simpies! For the Hero series, it would have just been ten times better. Like, you can't deny that. And so then, if you think the Heroes series is simply fucking hell. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if you think Heroes is bad, Apollo's fucking worse. I know. I read and the I think first it, book and was like, ew. It also depends on who you talk to. I, and this is where it's conflicting for me, because the Apollo series is better written than the Heroes series, but the plot is just shit. Yeah. It's just shit. Like, <laughs> there's just no coming back from that, and it was the worst way to see the Camp Half-Blood Chronicles finished. It was oh. the worst. I was like, you should fucking finish that with Percy Jackson and The Last Olympian. There's no other option. None of the rest of it should have fucking happened. And if you wanted it to happen, then Percy and Annabeth should not have been involved. I think I've told you this. Annabeth is not even in the Apollo series. Not once. Really? Every other character from Heroes is in it. Annabeth is mentioned, but never in it. You do not actually get to talk to her or even see her. It's yeah. bullshit. Really? The best, character, the best character aside from Percy and you don't even get to fucking see her. You barely even see Percy. You see more of Grover than you do of which is awesome. 
crying <laughs> shame he wasn't in Heroes of Olympus, but, you know, you see more of Grover than you do of Percy and Annabeth. What the fuck is that? God. It's just, it's, yeah. What's the point of the book? Right? Right? And they tried to make, you know, Leo and Calypso main characters in the second book, and I got well, this so bored and frustrated. I was like, I want to listen to you. The guys. first book, the main characters are Apollo, And they're Meg. having relationship problems, so it's like, of course you are. Well, the main characters in the first book are Apollo, Meg, and Apollo's children. Mm. Except for Will. And then... Because Will's he's, with Nico. He's with Nico. And then the second <laughs> book is Apollo, Meg, Calypso, and Leo. Mm. The third book is Apollo, Meg, Pers- Jason. Percy, Jason, and Piper. Yeah. The fourth book is Apollo, Leo, Apollo, Leo, Apollo, Meg, Rainer, Frank, and Hazel. Hazel. And then the fifth book is... Nico and Will are in there. Yeah, no. it's basically Nico and Will. Yeah. Sorry, and the third book has Grover. So the third book with Jason and Piper also has Grover. Right. Which is, they've never met Grover, so it's like, good. But it's, it just, there's no Annabeth! Percy's barely in it! How dare you? I, literally, how dare you? How dare you? <sighs> Frustrating shit. I just love, well, see, what I thought was really funny is that... Okay, I, I, guess book, I love that trying to put different characters in there, and they try to give Apollo's kids more of the spotlight, which is, like, good, because it's about Apollo, but it was like... I just thought, in it. I just thought it was really funny though, is that in the Apollo book it was like so in the first one, it was like, Oh yeah, Apollo's the main character and like Mega the main character, but still in the end of the book Percy comes in and saves the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally. Like he's literally just stopping by and all of a sudden he needs to save the camp and Percy's like, For fuck's sake, my god. Yeah. I just cleaned up this mess. <laughs> Did you keep it clean? <laughs> For five minutes? <laughs> So they get on the subway and they're taking different trains, whatever, trying to dodge both the helicopter and the monsters, trying to confuse their scent, whatever else. And then they eventually wind up in a parking lot somewhere, Mm. uh, really cold, and then a homeless guy, it's Apollo, uh, invites them over to share his fire can. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, which, you know, fueled by his power of sun, obviously. 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 And then he points out... And he can make a fire. Yeah. He points out the cargo train that's going heading west. Because he's like, are you guys heading west? Hint, hint. It's going west. It says (laughs) west. And they're like, wow, that's convenient. (laughs) Really? It just showed up out of nowhere. And then you disappeared. My goodness. How is it? We're not going (laughs) to... Must be trustworthy. My I mean, at this point, it was good that they did what Apollo said. See, and now that's a better understanding to why... Even though, like in the in the two other books, Percy and Annabeth have been like, so we've been tricked before, and it's put us in danger, but we keep falling for these tricks anyway. Um, maybe this is one of the reasons why. <laughs> like that homeless guy could have been a demon dangerous guy, yeah. and they wouldn't have known. Oh, yeah. Like they both mysteries, and so it's like, yeah. all right, I guess it's a lucky dip. Let's see if they're gonna yeah. be friend or foe. So yeah, they get on the train though, and this is where Grover gets his himself a Lamborghini, obviously. Yeah. And then Zoe and Bianca have shacked up in another car in a Lexus, I think. And yeah. product you know, placement. <laughs> and Talia's got herself a Mercedes, which Percy is like, "Can I please join you? I don't have a car." <laughs> Grover's not sharing. There's really only room for one person in that Lamborghini. This is <laughs> not comfortable. So he gets in the car with her and she's listening to some classic rock on the radio station. Fuck classic yeah. Talia. Also, obviously. another point, she hot-wired it. Yeah. Talia knows how to hot-wire cows. <laughs> so then, she was on the run for years, Joe. Of she's course she knows. Badass. Of course she knows. And then Talia's talking about uh, her past and, you know, talking about the mystery monster and then 
Percy asks her about Luke and San Francisco, and Talia basically says, look, the reason that Annabeth didn't want to go near San Francisco and the reason that we are going to San Francisco, obviously, is because the mist is really thick there because the Mountain of Despair is so near. And then she hints at it, the fact that it's Titan magic that's doing that. Yeah. So the Mountain of Despair, otherwise known as Mount Orthrus, mm. was the base of the Titans during the first and second Titan Wars. And it was basically where Kronos's seat of power is. And also, when that died, that's where Atlas was placed to hold the sky. So Have we told people Atlas is the general? Yes, we did that last episode. Alright, maybe sure. So, the reason that it's in San Francisco is a little bit odd. It's mostly so that it can be under Mount Tamalpace, which is a real mountain in San Francisco. Yeah. The reason that it's odd to me, though, is because the two mountains that they're based on in Greek mythology, Mount Olympus and Mount Othrys, were really only, like, ten kilometres apart, not a whole country apart. Yeah. So I guess maybe there's just not a big enough mountain 10 miles from <laughs> Mount Olympus. They needed to make it more dramatic. Yeah. So it literally had to make it the other side of the country. And technically, Mount Othrys was west of Olympus. So, but it, you know, could be however far west, I guess. Yeah. So that's what they've just decided to do that with. So yeah, he built out, Cronus built a big castle made out of the metal found there. And it was called, the, like, the Black Castle or something. And then they used it as a base for their headquarters and whatever else. So that's that's what she that's what Tali is referencing there. That's what the Mountain of Despair is, which yeah. is just some fun little background information. And then yeah, we get into why Zoe and Talia do not get along. Yeah. And so in the last chapter we were talking about how I mean Talia was pissed as soon as she saw Percy and Percy explained himself and yeah, she immediately yeah dropped all her aggressive anger and was totally concerned like Luke Luke you saw Luke and so it's because she hasn't she hasn't seen Luke yet so she hasn't no. seen how far yeah. turned he's gone so she hasn't believed it yet mm-hmm. whereas you know Annabeth has and so she hasn't got the full understanding of like he's not he's a, a bad dude he's a bad he's done bad stuff he still believes in what he's done and yeah. so he's not a good person whereas Percy's really only impression of him is that like he only knew Luke for like two days thinking yeah. that he was a good person before then he came back from his quest in The Lightning Thief and Luke stabbed him with a scorpion, scorpion. so yeah. like really that was a big change for him <laughs> pretty quickly yeah but I mean yeah and, and Annabeth changed also. It took a little bit longer but she also changes. Just Talia hasn't had that confrontation yeah. with Luke yet so she's still holding on to And his... Annabeth's been exposed to what Luke's been doing. Yeah. Seed monsters and poisoning the tree whereas Talia's like completely ignoring the fact that the reason that she's here alive is because Luke poisoned the tree. Yeah and so and on top of that she's probably thinking I'm... She's conflicted because she's like even though he poisoned the tree he still had full intentions of bringing me back. Well, see, that's the thing. She had equal chance of just dying with Mm. that happening. And it was even said by Luke and Kronos at the end of Sea of Monsters where they were like, if we made it back in time, we were going to, you know, if, you know, we and we discussed this after we did the fleece on Kronos, we were going to bring it back to the tree, but there was no guarantee that it would work on the tree and there was no guarantee that the tree wouldn't die before they got there. And so they were treating it as already like a second option that's not really that important because Percy's the backup. Yeah. But see, my my point is is that Talia's probably 
denying all other information yeah. in her head. And so she's probably still still ho- holding out hope on a torch yeah. that Luke is a good person. Holding a candle to him. Holding it, that's what I meant. Yeah, so, you know, and so Percy's like, I don't know how to talk to you if you're going to keep on. He's like, I can't. I can't do it because you won't listen. Can they do it, Captain? I don't have the power. Um, you know, won't listen to anything and you won't be persuaded. And the Literally. only thing that will persuade her is confronting Luke, which we yeah. see at the end of this book. Spoiler! Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler! I mean, we know what's going to happen. We see it. Like, she does confront him at the end yeah. of the book. And so, and then I won't, I won't spoil it, actually. We'll get, we'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, and so then because she's talking to Percy about this and Percy's trying to convince her that you know, Luke's not right for anyone, especially not right for her, and he's gonna let you down because he lets everyone down, and Talia's like, he, like, Luke never let me down. Yeah, and that's what I mean. And so... So she's like, he never let me down, like, he brought me back to life, and so it was a gamble, like, so she's, like, totally blinded at the moment, and she's like, I'm alive because of him. She says that when push comes to shove, she'll do what she has to do, and Percy says... Even if that means killing him, and, and then she's she like, "Get the fuck out!" She just says, "Get out of my car." She's like, "Get out!" And it's that's where you know it ends, and he goes to sleep in a Lamborghini with Grover. But yeah, then not but, before he sees Apollo. Well, no, no. As he's leaving the car, uh, Talia says, "Annabeth wanted to join the Hunters too, so you should think about that." And Percy's like, <laughs> "I happened to you guys. Yes. Only guys talking about the yes. last two days. I, like, I was like, I read that bit, and I was like, oh, that's like a tit for tat. So it's like, you offended me. Like, you made me mad, so yeah. I'm going to make you mad. I want to think that Talia knows exactly what that comment is going to do to him. Yeah. she just wants him to suffer. Yeah, she's like, I'll make you spiral, bitch, because you're yeah. upsetting me. You're making me question my friends. I'm going to make you question yours, question your relationship. Yeah. No, but so he does go to hang out in Grover's Lamborghini before Apollo shows up. It's when Apollo, Apollo, when Grover falls asleep that then, you know, Apollo appears right next to him and then Percy gets out and talks to Apollo about whatever else. And Apollo, you know, tells him where to go and who to seek and he's saying that, look, I want to help you even though I'm not supposed to because Artemis is my sister. She's the closest one, she's the one that I'm closest to of all the gods, obviously, fucking twins. So like, Be like, and Delaro, don't want to say it out loud, but I love her. <laughs> we're yin and yang, like where one couldn't be born, born without the other kind of thing. Yeah, he'd literally be like, he'd be like, what would I be if she wasn't around? Like, yeah. so I would just be Apollo? Yeah. He's like, we're a package deal, and look, you need to find Artemis because she's clouded from my vision, even though I'm the god of prophecy, so I can't see what's going to happen to her, and I that's eating me up inside, so it's I like, need you to do it for me. me. The fuck out. Yeah, in classic god-like fashion, using demigods to do their dirty work, he's yeah. like, you need to do it for me, and the only way that you're going to get to where you need to be is you've got to talk to Nereus. Mm. So... Even though pretty much all of this information is said when we meet Nereus. Spoiler, we're going to meet Nereus. No, do it. <laughs> when we meet him, all of this information is said, but because his name's mentioned here, I guess I'm going to tell you who he is. Yeah, go for so, it. So, Nereus. He was called the Old Man of the Sea, but really he was uh, the god of the sea's bounty of fish. Right? Yeah. So he was the personification of... No, he was the son of Pontus, who was the personification of the ocean, and Gaia. Uh, and then his daughters, he married a nymph ma- named Doris, <laughs> and then gave birth to 50 Nereids. Jesus. Yeah, those were their children. He really got around. So he <laughs> Not lived got with them around, all but he got this <laughs> He lived with them all in the depths of the agency. So. Was he loyal to his wife? Yeah. Oh, I like him then. Yeah, so um, 
two of his daughters, the Neri daughters, are quite famous. The first is Amphitrite, who is Poseidon's oh. wife yeah. and Triton's mother, which gets a little bit dicey in a sec, which I'll tell you. And then the other one is uh, <laughs> Thetis, which is Achilles' mother. The reason that it's dicey that one of yeah. Nereus's daughters is famous for being Triton's mother is because Nereus is also thought to be Triton. What? Yeah. In ah, more, ah, <laughs> sorry, he's his own mother's funny. father. Like it's weird. You'd be like, my daughter is my mother. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so the That's reason hilarious. that the reason that they conflated is because their personalities are quite similar. And so in some of the more modern your texts, favorite characters, yeah, in some of the more modern texts, they were sort of combined. So that's Ooh. why some myths see <laughs> Nereus as. Do you Triton. remember how how Rick portrays him? Nereus, yeah, as a seaweedy old man who yeah. stinks, but like a homeless it, guy. But is it like? Oh no, but of course he wouldn't be portrayed as Triton. Triton's a different character. No, Triton's a fully different character in this. <laughs> My brain. So, sorry. <laughs> the reason that Nereus is so much fun and why Apollo wants Percy to go see him is because he, aside from being a master shapeshifter, mm. because he's a god. <laughs> So all gods are masters. Like, all gods are masters. Yeah, shit. he shit. speaks with a prophetic voice, so he's able to speak about secrets of the future, and he would do this to benefit those who chose to turn to him and seek his advice. So then, the reason that he's being included in this book is because Hercules went to see him before going to get the golden apples in the Hesperides Garden. Yeah, he went to Nereus uh, so that he might receive a truthful answer about the garden's location, and then Nereus decided that. Hercules was a bad dude and didn't want to give him the information, so Hercules... He wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hercules uh, basically caught Nereus and just wrestled him and held on, as we see Percy do later, yeah. when Nereus, you know, shapeshifts into a hundred million different things and Hercules is still there holding on, and so then Nereus kind of gives up and goes, fine, I'll fucking tell you. <laughs> like, he didn't have to choke hold me while I tried to get away like a slippery fish <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah, after... Hercules releases his grip, Nereus just gives him the directions that he wants. And that's the most famous story, including him, apart from being Achilles' grandfather. Well, that, (laughs) and being Achilles' grandfather and Triton's grandfather slash same person. (laughs) Yeah. And Poseidon's father-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's our stuff about the old sea god, which is fun. Yeah. And then, after that, Apollo kind of leaves Percy to it, and he manages to... No, he knocks to... him out. <laughs> Does he knock him out? Yep. He's like, go to sleep. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, he just snapped his fingers, yeah. Yeah, knocks yeah. him out. So then he goes to sleep, and he has this dream about Zoe, who he... Well, he realises that the dream is about Zoe by the, the end of... the end of the dream. Yeah, yeah, by the end of the dream, but... But it, we find it out what the, you know, grudge is, why yeah, Zoe has a grudge. Story. Why we why Zoe has a grudge against Percy and his sword. Spoiler, Hercules is a dick. Yeah, Hercules, 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 so, Hercules is a dick. Yeah, we get to find out that Zoe is a daughter of Atlas and Pleione, who was a water goddess, or a nereid, mm-hmm. and uh, she was one of the Hesperides of the Garden of the Hesperides, and mm-hmm. she's one of Rick's made-up characters because she... Zoe was not one of the original. No, she's just, she's just there. Uh, but he also makes it the way that he writes her story. He says that when she betrayed her sisters by giving Hercules the 
you know, a way past Layden the Dragon that yeah. her sisters blotted her out of existence. So, like, it kind of works and yeah. kind of doesn't. Like, that's the reason you can't find information about her anywhere is because she technically doesn't she doesn't exist. Yeah. So, yeah, she, before joining... Which is, like, the, a loophole. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that Brick created. So, yeah, she, Zoe herself, was the one of the Hesperides who was the closest to Ladon. She was the one who was able to feed him out of her hand, like they had a really strong emotional bond and it was not it wasn't a bond that was seen with any of the other Hesperides, so I don't know how they fucking fed him after she was gone. No, no but, idea. Yeah. Basically also, wouldn't you just love to have a dragon as your friend? <laughs> basically depending on which it has to depend on which uh Hercules stealing the apple story that you go with because yeah. One of the stories is that Atlas goes to steal the apples while Hercules holds the yeah. sky. So if you're not going with that, then it has to be Hercules coming into the garden, and this is where Zoe goes, yep, I'll help you get past Layden, I'm going to distract him while you I get apples. I understand why she jumped to help him, though. Maybe it was the first man she ever saw. <laughs> she was a real hottie with the body, even though he killed his wife and children. She didn't know that. No, she didn't know that. So she gives him her hairpin, which turns into Riptide. Now, I really want to see Percy with a hairpin instead of with a pen. Like, I just want it... Just putting I, in his beret. Literally, I want it. <laughs> Little butterfly clip. I just want it. Oh, I want it so bad. Because yeah, we know this boy does not keep his hair in chair. Yeah. So, him with a beret. Just Let Percy have a hairpin 2021. <laughs> so, yeah, she... After she helps Hercules, he doesn't give her any credit, and her sisters basically feel betrayed. Obviously, yeah. So she doesn't help. Like he doesn't help her once yeah. she's been abandoned, and she's like they feel betrayed, and they cast her out. And yeah, so she goes to join the hunters, and she's eternally against men just because of what Hercules did to her. Yeah, which basically just he didn't give her credit and didn't take her with him. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, he didn't fulfill an unspoken promise. No, he just abandoned her. Really. Yeah. So she was like, I risked my entire life for you, and you yeah. just fled the second later without a second thought. And she was like, what the hell? So yeah, then she joined uh, the Hunters and rose to be Artemis's lieutenant. Yeah. One of the things that the Hunters have been, or one of the people that they've been following for centuries trying to catch to punish him for what he did is Orion. So Rick ignores the whole story where Orion died <laughs> because of he was, you know, tried to get with Artemis and she was like, no, no, no. Yeah, she was like, fuck off, yeah. I'm a maiden, you dickhead. He ignored that and instead Orion is still alive and the hunters are still hunting him even after Titan's Curse. Like, they mentioned it in Heroes of Olympus and in the Apollo series as well. I like to think, though, that the reason that Zoe is focused on this task, especially with Orion, is because Orion also tried to seduce her mother, Cleone, and when that didn't work, he, you know, escaped into the night and they never saw him again. But yeah. she, I would like to feel that she feels doubly, you know... Betrayed. Yeah, well, not betrayed, but, like, disgusted and taken advantage of, of yeah. by him because he's, you know, tried to... Or he's done something to two people that she's loved instead of just one. So that's what I like to think about her. But yeah, so Percy literally ends the dream on realising that it's Zoe Nightshade and we get that information into why Zoe hates men and why she's been cast out from her family and her past and why she's been yeah. so fucking old. So many answers were just yeah, literally. given to Percy in that one dream that he had. Yeah. And it's good. And that's where the chapter ends. In the beginning to chapter 12, I go snowboarding with a pig. 
Which, the first half of this is real, um, it's chatty, and then... Chatty Cathy? Yeah, and then the second half is just, it's really just... I did note that, basically, the first page of this chapter is just Percy going, we need to find Annabeth, I'm only focused on Annabeth, I'm still (laughs) only focused on Annabeth, like, when are we going to talk about Annabeth? Like, guys, this is my main focus, I don't care about Artemis, really, even though I know she's a goddess, but Annabeth, she's like, the one, you know? The one. Legit, and Grover this whole time is like, Cathy, Cathy, Cathy. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they get off the train and they are in this like weird backward town that seems more like a drive-through town like to me i'm picturing like a gas station and a coffee shop next to it and like i'm maybe a strip mall and that's it yeah i'm you're picturing a, a town that's really run down and yet it's just got these crappy these stores aren't filled with anything no, relevant. Yeah. Really old, run. Yeah, it's just like four shops on each side of the road, and yeah, you literally and then that's it. And, and like it a takes, car park, and that's it. Yeah, it takes yeah. two seconds to drive through. Also, that what town. I'm imagining, yes. Yeah, and it's snowing. literally like a blink and you'll miss it kind of town. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm imagining. So they're there, and there is a Percy pub there, though, guys. <laughs> feeling bad when he goes into the you know little grocery store about not being able to get information out of the clerk about how they can get a ride out of town or where they can go next he's like okay i mean i guess i'll buy a rubber rat for no reason i don't <laughs> know what like, he was planning to do like, with the rat i'm not really sorry for the guy. or if it was just like an impulse purchase next to near the register <laughs> it was that kind of thing so then he takes it with him uh out and they go and sit on the porch while did i say nico while grover brings back coffee for all of them well hot chocolate yeah and this is where Percy gets to talk to Bianca a little bit more about her past and not her past but why her decision to join the hunters was made that way and hope she she hopes that Nico doesn't feel too badly about it for too much longer like she just wants Percy some praise yeah she just wants Nico to understand that the reason she left is because she's not his mother and she felt that the environment of the camp could do a better job parenting him than she could. Like, Which it probably could. I mean, this is all very fair, but you it makes it ten times harder when your older sister, who's been there for your literal entire life, is not there to do the, all the things with you. Yeah, like, it'd be like, yes, the camp is going to parent him now, so therefore you wouldn't be the parent. Yeah, the thing that Bianca needs to realise is like, the environment and the relationship between the two of them would have completely changed the second they were full-time campers. Like, he would have let go of being... Bianca's younger brother, he would have come into his own personality because every kid is like him, and all they're all little kids like him, and like she, so he yeah. wouldn't be hanging <laughs> off her skirt, and there's no, you know, they're not about to go anywhere out of this camp. Which, this argument that she's having against joining the hunters is like it's uh, arguing the other yeah. side. As her solution as well. to not being a parent is to abandon him entirely instead of just turning into his sister, yeah. and it's just wrong. I mean, I, like, I understand it for a 12-year-old because they don't have the capacity to think that through, and no. especially when this has been... She's been 12 for however long, and, you know, she's and been of course she was, for however long. And she was tempted with immortality, yeah. so she's like, oh my god, yay. All she's known her whole life is take care of Nico, and now she's like, well, now it's my turn to take care of me. Yeah. So, like, I get it, but also, like, Percy would never. <laughs> Percy would never. Percy would never. Never. So yeah, and then as they're talking, mm-hmm. Percy accidentally lets let slip that he was eavesdropping on their conversation the morning before. Which conversation was he talking about? I can't remember. The one where Zoe was talking about her dream, uh, when they just found out about Phoebe, and then she was talking about her dream and 
Well, she didn't mention it, but Yankee mentioned the dream and went, but what about the general? And so he said, we'll deal with that, we'll deal with that. And so Percy's basically asking here, what do you know about the general? And she's like, well, how did you know? <laughs> like, that kind of thing. <laughs> because, by all accounts, he shouldn't know apart from what he saw in the Air and Space Museum. Yeah. Or the Natural History Museum. Which is her panicking, say. being like, ah, the general! <laughs> and then Zoe and Grover make their way back. What's Talia been doing this whole time? Has she just been sitting off in the distance and No, she away? ran off to talk to somebody else to try and get more Oh, yeah, that's right. Because she's restless. Yeah, that's right. So then Zoe and Grover show back up with coffee and, you know, they sit down and Percy's like, what's wrong with Grover? Like, what's going on? And the reason that he's collapsed and frozen is because a warm breeze that's obviously... Smells like springtime and... Yeah, and it's obviously magic because it's turned Percy's rubber rat into a real rat and it's turned the birds on Grover's cup into real birds that flew away, so it's obviously magic. And it's obviously some kind of nature magic and Percy doesn't know what to do with that, but Grover's obviously so overwhelmed by it that he's just passed out. (laughs) Yeah, which, Grover, that's a terrible response. Yeah. (laughs) In a crisis. Yeah. And then, before they can really do anything about it, a whole bunch of our skellies appear. Yeah. And then, as they're battling it, them... I do love, though, that before we get into the skeletons, that we know that this warm breeze, this call from Wild, is from Pan, obviously. Yes. We know it's Pan and also kind of from Artemis, but more from Pan. Yeah. And well, see, I just when love... when I first read it, I was like, is it Pan or is it Artemis? No, it's Pan. It's definitely When I first Pan. read yeah, yeah. it, I was like, is it Pan or is it yeah. Artemis? But I love that he's calling out to Grover. Yeah. He knows that Grover he's like, isn't going to give this up, and it's his like, life mission. He literally is like, Grover is going to find me, so I'll yeah. throw him a bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have him out a little bit. You can start in this backwash town that yeah. no one's ever heard of. Yeah, well, because when you think about it, yeah, this was the first time Pan reached out to Grover, and because he prophesied that Grover would find him, and he would pass on his power to Grover, yeah. as in, like, the panic, yeah. the call, or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. And, you know, his... Uh, he was like, he knew he could trust Grover to fulfill his yeah, life's goal and to fix the world and maybe in the future... Except more! <laughs> and maybe in the future bring him back and bring back the wild to the world. Yes. I'm so sorry, Grover. Which it's is... just gotten worse. I'll tell you, that's Grover's minutes. pretty much whole plotline in his story, in his part of Apollo. Of course. Apollo. Like that's he's in the middle of that, which is it's good to see that happening, and that is I do like Grover's part of that story. He's the only good part of that book. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> and Jason dying, of course. Really sad. Spoiler, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> it's a really sad part. So yeah, then the skeletons appear and they don't really know what to do with them and Percy's out here dodging bullets and it's so sick because he can feel the path of the bullet and he dodges it with his blade. He's Literally, like, yeah. he's like, it was like it happened in slow mode. He was like, it was like feeling the current of yeah. water. I was like, yes, go Percy! Enter god mode. <laughs> skeletons don't seem to be scared of Talia's shield in the same way that the lion was and she's immediately like, they're dead in fuck. Well, <laughs> yeah, they've got nothing to fear of being turned to stone because that's not what can kill them. The only thing that can kill them is themselves. <laughs> Fire, can't it? Can't fire kill them? No? Fire <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, Bianca. <laughs> well, yeah, which, which we get to see because she literally... realisation that they make. Stabs one with a little knife and then, yeah, it dies. And then Zoe's like, how the hell did you do that? Yeah, and she's, she's like, like, I don't know. She's like, fuck if I know. And she's like, well, keep doing it. But all the skeletons are like, um, we're not going to go near the one of us that the one of you that can kill us so we're gonna stay clear of her and Bianca's uh-huh. like guys like come on come trust me like <laughs> come over I just wanna have a chat you know like stabby 
<laughs> Your face when you do <laughs> Funny. So, they basically get saved by another gift from the wild, which Grover is... Which, again, Grover's, like, incapacitated. He's like, the wild! The wild's coming! It's calling! <laughs> he turned into a crazy person. You're like, yeah. Grover, that's not helping anyone. He just fell to the ground. It was like, Grover, get up! Yeah, so, basically... A giant pig appears out of the wild. Yeah. <laughs> Could have come from a hole in the ground. Pig as big as a horse. <laughs> and it's the Aramanthian boar, which hey. Zoe says straight away, because she obviously knows what it is, and she's like, we, I don't think we can kill it, after Percy's like, we need to get out of its way. Because uh, basically the Aramanthian yeah. boar and is Grover's known like, to be the most... like, don't kill it, it's sacred! She's well, like, it's known to be the most destructive thing on the planet. <laughs> like, it's the most destructive thing ever. Um, I forget, did it actually kill all of the skeletons or did it just split them up so it that they can't stomped on them but I don't think it killed them it didn't them. kill them though did it they didn't really clarify they were, it didn't literally it didn't say it destroyed them beyond you know being put back together he was like it stomped on their bones I was like it said it raped three skeletons aside with its tusk the for, with its tusks the force was so great they went flying over the trees and into the side of a mountain where they smashed to pieces thigh bones and arm bones twirling everywhere then the pig turned on us so they can reform. They can reform. Yeah. So they're not dead. Bummer. So yeah, the Aramanthian boar is super fun. It was Hercules' fourth task. So we're still putting in a lot of Hercules here. A lot He's of been Hercules. The focus of all three of these chapters, really. Yeah. Or a focus of all three chapters. He was, or the, yeah, the gigantic boar was a massive boar in the lands of, the farmlands of uh, Sophus in western Arcadia. Yeah. And it was living on Mount Aramanthos, which it comes from his name, Aramanthian. So yeah. it would lay waste and destroy pretty much everything in its path. Always. Doesn't matter. Trees, mountains, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It, it'll get it. It'll get you. <laughs> it was um, sacred to Artemis, which is why Grover's like, don't kill it. And Zoe's uh, like, I don't think we can. Yeah. I don't think we can because it's Artemis. It's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, it would literally waste, lay waste to everything in its path. And Hercules was given this task, and this is the story where Chiron comes in, because Hercules went to uh, a centaur named Pholus, who was his friend, on the way to hunt the boar, and they had lunch. And Pholus had a big jar of wine sitting in his kitchen that Hercules was like, I want some of that. And Pholus was like... Because he's a greedy bitch. Well, Pholus was like, uh, no, that belongs to all the centaurs in this area, and if just we drink it, they're going to be pissed. So guess what Hercules did? drink it. He opened it, and he wanted to drink it. So all of he the... he was like, fuck the centaurs. Yeah, uh, all the other centaurs smelt the wine, because at that point you're supposed to dilute wine with water, mm. and they, they didn't dilute it because <laughs> it was just opened. And so all the centaurs smelt it, and they came running to the house and were like, what are you doing with my fucking wine? <laughs> like, yeah. actually Bogan's fighting over, a, you know, the last box the of last Canadian Brucey. Club in, you know, BWS, so fucking <laughs> <laughs> just terrible. Uh, yeah, they smelled the wine and came to Follis's cave, or his house, and they were angry that someone was drinking the wine and it wasn't them. <laughs> yeah. Basically, as you would be if someone was drinking I your wine. Be. Yeah. And the first two centaurs who dared to enter the cave were armed with rocks and trees, and Hercules basically just grabbed a whole bunch of burning sticks from the fireplace and stabbed them with them. Fucking greedy cow, yeah, it's he, like, not yours. He, like, threw them at the centaurs and were like, just die, maybe? Because <laughs> I'm drinking your wine? And then he got... He got really drunk, and then a bunch more centaurs showed up, so he killed them all with 
all of his um, poisonous arrows, or like some of his poisonous arrows that were still poisoned from the blood of the Hydra. Yeah. So he killed them with those. The and Chiron was amongst them, and he got shot with one of the arrows and was like, fuck, this is fatal, but I'm immortal, but it's making my immortality, immortality fade. So he decided, he asked the gods to uh, change to trade his immortality for Prometheus's life and then let the eagles eat Chiron's liver instead of Prometheus's, so Prometheus went free. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know why Prometheus was brought into any of this. He's not really no. part of it. But it's so then... So random. Yeah, but so then uh, Hercules killed the eagle that was eating Chiron's liver to save Chiron. And then Chiron was normal again, just not immortal. Right. Yeah. Weird. And so, because Hercules saved him, Chiron decided to help Hercules in... Even though he killed him in the first place! He decided to help Hercules in killing the boar. So, yeah, Pholus also died, and Hercules had to stop everything, bury his friend, and then go and do all this stuff with Chiron. God, you fucking (laughs) wanker! Yeah. Like, chip off the old block, this arsehole is. So Chiron basically said to Hercules... That was a drag at Zeus, by the way. (laughs) Chiron basically said to Hercules, look, this is how you're going to catch your boar. Mm -hmm. You're going to drive it into some really thick snow, (laughs) which is what they do in the book. You're going to drive it into some really thick snow, you're going to let it sit there for a bit, and then you're going to throw a net over it, basically, and you're going to leave it at that. And Hercules was like, okay. (laughs) So he basically took him into, you know, the big snow so that it would make it really difficult for the boar to move. And then... Uh, <laughs> I'm turtling. I'm turtling. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even really hard for him to find the boar because once he got to uh, Mount Erementhus, he basically just followed the sound of snorting <laughs> until he found it. Uh, snorting and stomping while it, you know, rooted around in all the destroyed bushland for something to eat. So he chased it around the mountain, shouting as loud as he could until it was frightened and out of breath and drove itself into a huge bank of snow. And then... Uh, he poked it with his spear and then netted it and bound it by its arms and feet together and then hoisted this giant boar over his shoulder and carried it all the way back to Eurystheus just like it was. It was still alive, still moving, and he was able to carry this gigantic boar all the way back. And he's only a demigod at this point. Like, oh props. <laughs> but then as he was coming back, this is the first time he's been back to the city gates in all this time because Eurystheus has been too scared to see him. Yeah. Still scared to see him because now he's, he's carrying, holding a boar. He's carrying a gigantic boar that's going to kill everything in his path. Destruction, yeah. Literally. So he was terrified at the sight of the beast and basically jumped into a pithos jar for safety so yeah. that Hercules didn't know where he was. <laughs> so he jumped into this jar and begged him to get rid of it, rid of the boar. So Hercules was like, okay, and threw it into the sea where then it was still bound. When yeah. he threw it into the sea. It didn't drown, though. It was so strong that it was able to, like, Moses part the seas, like, with its tusks and swim away. <laughs> it's a pretty good boar. <laughs> yeah, this boar's persistent. It basically, like, shook its head, <laughs> making way for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, bucked, trying to get through the water until it swim away. And, yeah, it's and then it persistent. arrived at a... Know, right? Survival instinct is on point. <laughs> but, yeah, then it uh, was... It arrived at a... It arrived at Kume and was preserved it like died of exhaustion <laughs> and it was preserved in Apollo's temple there and then after three days after this had all happened the king was still like shaking with fear like over seeing the boar and jumping into the uh the jar <laughs> Hercules like that he, what's yeah, my next task <laughs> he sent 
Hercules away to complete the next task, which was the Orgy and Stables, which we'll see in the next book, but <laughs> just, just so funny. Um, but yeah, and then this war was thought to be related to the Caledonian war, which is the one that uh, Atlanta killed when she, because it was also sacred to Artemis, and she, yeah. she killed it for Artemis, I mean, because it was destroying everything. So that's the stuff about the actual war. Uh, Percy kind of uses the same tactic with getting it stuck in the snow, but it doesn't really get stuck. It no. kind of just gets a little bit dizzy, hitting its head on a rock kind of thing, mm. after it goes for like a big snow slide, kind of. doesn't create an avalanche, which it should have. Um, but yeah, so these, so Talia and Percy kind of slide down on her shield. I've got Captain like America in my sledding. head, so I'm, yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking of the Captain America shield as they're like sliding down, like, wee kind of thing, yeah. but Talia's fucking terrified. Yeah, and they almost fall into. Yeah, sorry, because Percy finds out Talia's afraid of heights. Scared of heights. So and he's yeah. like ready to tease her about it, and she's like, "Get fucked." Well, they like just get out of the way of not being stuck in the big snow ravine that the boar falls into because it's obviously chasing them. Mm. And um, yeah, then as it's fallen into fallen into the ravine and it's all dazed and whatever, they like get up and Percy goes, "Huh, you're scared of heights," and she's like, "Shut up! If you tell anyone, I'll kill you." <laughs> Basically, is her vibe there? Yeah, and then pretty much it ends with Zoe and Bianca and Grover catching up to them and seeing the boar in the ravine and then they manage to get it out and they're like look we have to take it to where it, like this is it's a sign from the wild and it's from Artemis and it's a blessing and Zoe is a full believer and she's like it's from Pan like we didn't forget Pan it's definitely from Pan and Grover's like yes oh my god I love you Pan thank you so much and yeah so they That's, basically get on the board and let it take yeah. them to where they need to go because it can travel leaps and bounds in a day it's fantastically fast and whatever else and it's going to kill everyone in its path so and then that's the end Obviously, of the episode awesome. how do they steer it oh yeah he puts an apple yeah, he puts an apple in front of it automatic steering classic um but yeah so I didn't look up if we're going back to Bianca managing to kill one of the skeletons because we kind of breezed past it what is it about her power that lets her do this we don't I, know. We never get to collect. No, no, don't. We never she get a clarification on it. No, she, she, her lifespan is long enough. Okay, for but us even to after that, like Percy, I don't remember Percy coming to any conclusion about it, or no. Zoe, or Talia. No. I don't remember anyone coming to any conclusion about does. it. Like I always just assumed. I don't even think Nico does eventually. I always just assumed it was part of her godly parent power, but yeah, that kind of makes no sense because they're already dead. Like I. Well, she has power over the dead, so when she's like, fuck off to the dead, they do. <laughs> does she explain it to Nico as a ghost in Battle of the Labyrinth, though? Like, does she... If she does, we don't find out. Because, obviously, I'm pretty sure. different kids of the gods, even of the same god, have different powers yeah. amongst them. I mean, so that's like, proven with Apollo's kids. Yeah, 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 like, yeah obviously. Will's well, a healer, and They Tyler's... also have 50 million things to choose from. Yeah, Kayla, well, Kayla's an archer. But, so, like, um... Do they have different... Because Nico can command the dead. Yeah. Did Bianca also just, like, think, like, die as she was stabbing it? Like, you know, trying to... Was it kind of the same thing, do you think? Or, like, I don't know. Well, Nico had time... Well, Nico knew his parentage eventually, and he had time to develop that power in controlling the dead. And he even says in the book, he was like... It took me months to be able to form even the smallest of skeletons. He was like, it took me months to figure that out. Yeah, but he didn't... Like, she's not formed this one. That's but like what I'm getting at, is that she could probably do that as well. They probably started off at the same level, and if she had been given time 
and knowledge about what she was and how to control it, she may have gone on a different path. But I don't well, know. We also I, see countless times that I, their powers are the most pushed to their limits and the most experimental when they're in the midst of battle. Yeah. Like, we see that with Percy. Summoning that hurricane. He was we like, see that with Percy continuously in was, basically every battle that he has. Yeah, he was like, oh, power. well, I can do that too. He basically gets a new power every time he goes to war. But so do you think it's similar with Bianca that she's, in the moment she has this power and it's, it wouldn't show itself again until, you know, she unless you practiced it or that kind yeah. of thing? Because Percy can't just make hurricanes out of nowhere. At this point. He has to be adrenaline Oh yeah, he's got to be like, angry boy. He's got to be like, alright, in the zone, entering god mode. God mode. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, just things to think about, just food for thought for our next few episodes, because we are trialling a lot of new things for this season. Yeah. Because next episode... Because we're sick of the routine, and so we're mixing it up. Well, next episode, we've decided to learn from our past mistakes in both... Lightning Thief and Sea of Monsters, we are doing four chapters next episode instead of leaving it down to two chapters at the very end. Oh, at the end of the book? No, 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 no. So we used to do three episodes where it went three, three, two chapters. Yeah. But now we're doing two episodes where it's four and four. Ah. So that's what we're trialing. We're going to see. They're going to be longer episodes because. Or at least the next one is going to be a long episode. Because it's four chapters. Yeah. And it's still the middle four of the book. Whereas juicy chapters. Whereas the last episode, it'll feel like only three chapters because those last two are always a big wrap-up. So Yeah. Like, always. You know, Usually it's like the last two and a half. <laughs> yeah. wrap-ups. So, anyway. I mean, we'll see how we go. We might need to change it to, in the Ooh. season, in, you know, Battle of Labyrinth, it might need to go two, two, three or something. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how it will go. Or yeah. two, two, four. Like, you know. That yeah. kind of thing. So we'll see how we go. We're we'll see how we go. it's all trial and error, and you guys are along for the ride. I mean, it doesn't make any difference to you. Episodes are going to come out every week, regardless, yeah. on Tuesdays at four o'clock. Woo! So we'll uh, see you then. That's Australian Standard Time. So yeah, that's super fun. Um, yeah, if you want to, I'm sick of plugging all my socials. Links so in all bio, linked in the description of every single episode. All of our Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and TikTok for me, which is at Katie Mac, and then my Twitter and Tumblr at Fish Jesus. If you want yeah. to follow us, the pod itself on Instagram, we are at DanceMacBarPod uh, on Tumblr. No, on <laughs> Instagram. And our email is DanceMacBarPod at Outlook.com. Right. So, links in bio. We'll see you next time, guys. We will. Bye. 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 Bye.